Nice to see you again. Hey, buddy. How you doing? He didn't say nice to see you back. <laughs> you look nice. You're in a bad mood, man. No, I don't really. Friday. Optimistic Friday. Is it really, though? Yeah, it's always optimistic Friday. Well, the Friday. season hasn't started. I don't really know that what that means. Season hasn't started. I mean, what? Is it really? Optimistic Friday. No, it's not. It's, uh, well, ask, here's the thing. The weather's ask the <laughs> ask the Phil ask the Philadelphia Phillies if it's optimistic oh, Friday. But, but again, that's, once you get Bryce, Bryce Harper Hoskins back, look what for you the have year. to fill the blanks in with. Like yeah. you got a pretty good shortstop, you got a good catcher, you have a good right fielder, you got a couple of studs in your rotation. Again, your bullpen is rounded up. Nothing like the Mets are falling apart. Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. Everything's good. Nothing good happens in spring training. Reese Hoskins done for the year. The Phillies are already. Dude, that's bad for them. Phillies are already, and he's a free agent. I mean, the timing is just awful crap. It is. They're already without Bryce Harper for half the year. Uh, Sounds like soon he might get come back sooner. That, now this that, is that may help. This but. is like, as, all kidding aside. This is talk to managers. This is the worst five days of spring training. It's too long. It, well, spring it is training too long. is too long. Anyhow. Uh, not long enough, though. Apparently, we've got Blue Jays baseball tonight on uh, TV. Alec Manoa, yes, who I guess at twelve oh one, twelve oh one, absolutely, will be announced as the opening day starter. No really? question. Uh, Alec Manoa against uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez. Oh, that's a tonight. great. Name. That is a great. Name. It is. You really have no chance just because of the name. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah, you're beaten as soon as you come up to the absolutely. plate with Sir Anthony. You Dominguez. intimidate me with your name. Four syllables in the first name. Think about that, sir. No, I, not, I didn't really think of that. You're the only person that would think of that. It's a cool name. It's sort it's a of great a, name. It's exactly what you need from a really good pitcher. 607 is the first pitch on TV and streaming on the website as well. As we mentioned, Alec Manoa, major league teams are announcing their opening day starters at 12.01. We've gone back and forth on whether or not it should be Gossman or Manoa. I, I've actually said I really don't give a rat's ass, and it's true. I don't. I don't think being the opening day starter is a big deal. It but, is a big but deal. But we're led to believe you're the only person that says that. It will probably be Alec Manoa, and uh, if you, I mean, if you just he's starting today, so do the whole five day thing, and then you don't want otherwise Manoa would have to pitch in, on. Uh, he'd, well, if, if you, you have do a couple the five days, day, off. if you do the five day thing, that doesn't add up because the season starts the thirtieth. The guy that would start tomorrow, if you do the math. I'm, that's right. It would add up for but the thirty. What I meant, but what it I, doesn't. What I meant is, if you were going to go with Manoa uh, after Gossman, you're going to give Manoa. This can be seven days. You're just you're not you're not going to do that to the guy. Mm. Anyhow, so uh, this will be the tune-up start for Alec Manoa. The next time he takes the mound will be against the Saints. There's no Lewis wrong Cardinals. answer, but I, I would have liked to see Kevin Gossman. Best pitcher at the end of the season last year. Best pitcher. I mean, yeah, yeah, again, who cares? Like, like what yeah. you what you but, I mean, but he dominates people. Yeah. Like his stuff is nasty, and I think that predictability. You know exactly what you're going to get. I'm not saying Manoa's not great, and the options are there. Right. You can go with either guy. Um, but yeah, guy and also Gossman. also Gossman it was was such a good starter last year. I mean, the start of the season. I mean, God, he went. I think he he's going to have a monster year. Too. I do too. I really do. I noticed some of the national writers. I was poking around online. A lot of national writers have, have him as a dark horse Cy Young candidate. Uh, that might be going a little too far, but he's getting an awful lot of love. He's getting an awful lot of love. I think if the slider folks. works out the way he wants it to work out, you could see his numbers be even better. He'd yeah. go deeper in games. and 
He's tough. We'll have two members of the national media along. Carlos Pena, MLB Network analyst, joins us in a few minutes. Jeff Passan will make his regular weekly appearance as well. At 11.30, Mr. Barker, you've been down in Florida for a month, three weeks. Ah. You've done yeoman work? Yeah, I have. You you did? You, yeah, all the work. You well, can say it. I mean, you, and you take all the credit You for did it. a fair amount of work. Blair and Barker. So... It's because there's only one syllable in the first name. Barker and Blair doesn't sound good. Blair and Barker sounds better. <laughs> okay. What did you see? Give me, I'm going to give you five minutes to talk about five, the Blue Jays. Five minutes. Go. <laughs> well, they're a playoff tick, team. Tick, that, that, that's the tick, first thing tick. I saw. The rotation's really good. Obviously, they got a couple of guys in the rotation that need to step up and earn their money. Plain and simple. I mean, let's not lie about it. Let's not sugarcoat it. It is a championship season. Some guys need to do their thing. We know the names, Barrios, Yusei Kikuchi. After Yusei Kikuchi, Mitch White, that for me is their weakness, is the depth of their rotation. They don't got none. Like, I, I don't want to say that in a bad way because of the names. I know Drew Hutchison's hurt and the Zach Thomases and Thomas Hatch and Casey Lawrence. and the, Other than Ricky Tiedemann coming up, the depth – they ain't a whole lot to be excited about. So the five guys that they do have that starts the season, they got to be big time. And especially those two guys up front. I mean, if one of those two guys, it would be the same conversation on other teams if one of those two guys were to get hurt and miss a couple of, you know, some starts. That means four, five, six, they'd be in trouble. The Blue Jays be, are going to be really in trouble. So that's the first thing that stood out to me. The cleanup hitter, Brandon Bell. I have no really idea. Do you have any idea you've seen him? Mm. Do you have any idea what you're going to get from him? I no. really don't. I, I know it seems like he's healthy. He's not thinking about the knee anymore. Am I going to get no idea? Am I going to get thirty? Run and, and, and am I going to get thirty bombs out of him? That's a great question. Because I do need thirty. I need me some thirty bombs out of my cleanup hitter. And Dalton Varsho. If he if he at the end of the season, if you look up and he's got fifteen homers and hit two ten, would you be surprised? I don't know if I would be, but uh, and and I think on the flip man. side of that, if he hits twenty five and hits two forty, wouldn't be surprised about that either. Yeah, that, that again, I think with the two lefties, because of where they're going to hit in the lineup, Belt and Varsho, that for me is a little unknown there. I don't really know if you know what you're going to get, and they may need to do some mixing and matching, and because it looks like Brandon Belt's going to be your cleanup hitter. And, and Kirky's going to be your five-hole hitter, and Varsha will be your six-hole hitter, and Matt Chapman, you know, with the toe tap and all the things he's trying to do to get paid next year, which is what it's all about. I mean, I'm not arguing with him. I'm not hating him. That's just the way it is. I think that, for me, is the line of the bottom of the order. We know sort of what the first three guys, if they're healthy, is going to give you. After that, Jeff, it's yeah, – Matt, Matt there's Chapman. There's some unknowns there. I don't get concerned about spring training, you know, unless a guy gets hurt. I don't get concerned about spring training. Matt Chapman's spring has concerned me because when I see a guy trying something new and it doesn't appear to be working and hasn't appeared to have worked this spring, my first thought is, are you going to keep it up during the regular season? When is it going to to pay off that that is my biggest concern with this team's lineup right i understand your your point about the cleanup hitter is well made but my biggest concern about this this lineup right now is is uh is 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 matt chapman cuz i know he's going to be in there every day cuz he's a superb now, defender remember he is hitting 7th he's hitting 7th that's a long way down the order he, he, but but what he gives but, you Mark, he's going to hit some homers i gave away 30 home runs 
in trades. No, let's you know. Even I gave with the away, adjustments that he's made from what I've seen. He'll hit twenty five homers. He might punch out one hundred and ninety times because he's tinkering yeah. with his lower half and the balance and the rotation and just he's not on time. For me, it looked like it was in a hurry. But um, I'm just not sure if how how worried you should be about the seven hole hitter. One of the things I was really intrigued in Kevin Kevin Gossman in a couple of interviews, and I asked Dan Shulman about this yesterday, and Shulman said he noticed the same thing. Everybody says every spring that that. This is the best camp we've ever been in. I mean, everything's good. Everybody's paying attention to detail. Mm -hmm. That's what they're supposed to do. Exactly. But Kevin Gossman Kevin Gossman's, uh, has told people that this camp, the attention to detail has been 10 times what it was last year. Now, you spent some time uh -huh. in the camp last year and this year. <laughs> what is the... That, well, what what is the difference? Not just attention to detail, but I'm hearing all the stuff about oh, you know, we've got a new mature team. Oh, I know what you're trying to get me to say. Well, you want me to say it? Yeah. We're gonna have this conversation. Go ahead. At 11:09 on Friday. No, I'm just saying. Three that, weeks before the season starts. I, I, two I, weeks before I, the season starts. I, I'm I'm just wondering. There, there there was some intriguing talk about the jacket. I will say that. Now, there's only been one person come out loud and say that, and that's Bo Bichette, which is $33.5 million will give you a little bit of lenience to be able to say whatever you want to say about the jacket and, and what's going on with that. I, I, I do think there was – I don't want to say they thought there was some babysitting going on, but I do think they think that they're, they're – <laughs> What? The Pirates The Pittsburgh Pirates have asked the Jays if they Well look, I mean, <laughs> people have talked people in the media have talked about it. Uh, uh, I haven't because I just there's don't been, there's been one conversation. I to your point, and I know what you're trying to get out here here. I do think there was some conversations about that. Mm -hmm. About the people that were here that are that are not there anymore were sometimes a little bit more worried about what was who was putting the jacket on than actually going out and Perform. That's what it seemed to me like the conversation and and the surrounding sound of what was coming out of everybody that matters. See, the, the reason me, I think it's yeah, silly. If I, I don't want to wear a jacket, I ain't wearing a jacket. We're I'm both a grown the same, man. We're both I'm in the same page. I'm not wearing the jacket, but it seems like it was a it was a topic. We're both on the same page, and the reason I'm mentioning it is because you know, let's face it. One of the subtexts of the Teoscar Hernandez trade. There were, there were two things. One, the Jays were not going to re-sign him nope. to a long-term contract. He ain't. He wasn't coming back. There was no chance in hell he was going to re-sign in Toronto. There was no chance in hell they were going to offer him a long-term contract. Uh, and Teoscar knew that last year. We we talked to him. He knew that last year that 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 wasn't that wasn't on the table. But the other thing is, by getting rid of Teoscar and Lourdes Gurriel Jr. after that collapse to the Seattle Mariners, people are going to put two and two together and say that that the Jays deliberately went out to change. I'm not saying the culture around the team because I think then you get in dangerous territory, and I'm not going to go there because I don't. Frankly, don't. I, I'm like you. I don't believe it. If you don't want, if you don't want to wear the home run jacket, don't wear the home run jacket. I kind of liked it. I, 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 I didn't I, I didn't, either. I, I, I didn't like, you know, the manager coming out and giving hated, it the players on the top that. of the dugout. I, I, I didn't like that. But I, I mean, the players, players, can, players can do what they want to do. I got my own jacket on. I just found it interesting. I found it interesting how lovely and yeah. how funny the jacket was when the Jays were winning. And everybody thought it was like Boy, the greatest thing. It. So but maybe it wasn't behind the scenes is I think our point. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And, yeah. and I guess what I'm going to say is, all right, if that's out there, then 
this team better be better this year than I think it was so. last year. I think so. It right? puts pressure they, without kind of, saying pressure. They, they put, it puts pressure on them. Sure it does. It does. Because now it, you're telling that, us that you're more detailed. It's a little of an excuse that sure the jacket was. was one of the reasons and it was a topic that not takes just away ex- from us yeah, not just an performing excuse. at our highest level. Not just an excuse, but oh, what, yes. what you're saying is we got rid of these guys so we are going to be a more mature there team. There it is. All right, well, if you're a more mature team, I better see some evidence of a more 95 mature team. 95 wins. <laughs> 95 wins. Because I, I don't know about you. I don't mind an immature not dude hitting, at home in a playoff I don't, I don't mind an immature dude hitting 35 home runs. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Or whatever Teoscar is going to hit. 25 Anyhow. Homes. So there. Yeah, it's, as I said, I wanted to ask you because you were there. And a lot of people have mentioned this. And, yeah, it's an easy thing to say. It's one of those, I guess, spring training there's so much bull. There's so much eyewash in spring training. I'm in the greatest shape I've ever been. This is the best spring training we've ever had. I've never been as far along with my pitches. I can't believe how much success I've I feel my slider's better than it's ever been. I mean, that happens every spring. Nobody ever comes out and goes, Holy mother of God. I'm not I ready for the season this yeah, spring. Yeah, nobody says that. This is like the worst spring I I've could ever use had. Three more weeks. I could in, use in, three in more weeks. <laughs> Nobody says this that. is the worst. I'm not ready. I just I don't even know if I should. Don't put me in the 25 man roster. No one ever says that. So it's I'm just throwing that out now. there. 26 men. There you Whatever. Um. Anyhow, there you go. Glad Carlos, we got that out of the way. Yeah, glad we got okay. it out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Carlos Pena of the MLB Network joins us in Blair and Barker. Hey, Carlos, thanks for joining us, man. Hope you're doing well. Hope yeah. hope spring's treating you well. I was just telling Barker this is a time of spring I know dudes hate because nothing good happens from this point oh, on. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I'm here cracking up, uh, just listening to you. Um, yeah, I would say pretty much all of us were ready to go. Maybe, you know, a week ago. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It always felt like it was just a little bit too long. It's time to roll. Um, what are your expectations for this this Blue Jays team, Carlos? Oh, definitely. Uh, the postseason. I mean, this team, um, you know, playing in that American League East, there's no secret. I mean, this is a tough division, has been for a while. But truly, the, the Blue Jays cannot be, they're no longer that team that says, hey, watch out for the Blue Jays. You know, mm-hmm. they may surprise you. That's not the case. The cat is out of the bag. This team is way too talented. The Blue Jays can score some runs offensively, uh, an, an absolute uh, powerhouse. Um, so it's a it's a force to be reckoned with, and I expect uh, a postseason uh, berth. I'm thinking at the at the very worst uh, uh, um, first wild card. Anything less than that, um, um, I'm thinking the guys are going to be totally disappointed. I mean, they know what they're capable of doing, and the only reason why we say wild card is just because of how difficult the division is. Carlos, they brought in Brandon Belt. I'm assuming to hit cleanup. What do you think coming off an injury, lower half injuries, big deal for a guy who's trying to hit homers? What would be a good season for you? Would it be looking at his homers? Do you have to hit 30 to have a good season? Do you have to drive in 80 to have a good season? What do you think a good season for him would be? You know, when I, when I think about Brandon Belt, it's been one of the discussions. Absolutely huge, by the way. You know, a physical specimen, but he's had uh, 12 wood injuries, so for him. Uh, most importantly, is for for him to stay healthy. But if he goes out there, guys, he goes out there and hits 25 home runs, gets on base at a 360 clip. I'm, I, that's that's some, I'm just gonna take my hat and say, you know what? This is exactly why we bargained with 
uh, with Belt. Now you're like, wait a second, 20, 25, you know, 20 some home runs for Brandon Belt. That's two. That's that's nothing. He should be hitting 40. I'm like, okay. Uh, you may say that, but he beats you in so many different ways when he's healthy. He's a good, good hitter. And that argument about the power and why he's not hitting 40 and 30, uh, being such a big guy, uh, it's something that I've been observing o- over the years, but he's more of a finesse uh, hitter with power. Um, but most importantly, if he goes out there and he's just healthy and he's able to get on base at a 360 clip, you know, having some good at-bats, then the Blue Jays got precisely what they wanted. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting this all this pressure on Brandon to come out here and just absolutely be the savior and and you know hit 35 home runs, drive in 100. That's not the way I look at it. I'm looking at quality of bats in the middle of that lineup, which he's very capable of doing. He's been doing so for uh, pretty much his entire career. Uh, Carlos, one of the things we know uh, this spring is that Matt Chapman has been tinkering with, well, he's been trying to come up with some sort of trigger, something Barker's talked about a lot and other people have talked about. He's trying to incorporate a toe tap. Spring numbers are useless. I get that, but it has not been a good spring for him statistically. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, when you're a hitter, Carlos, and you're trying something new, do you need to see tangible results or can you go back to the dugout going okay i didn't get a hit but yeah it felt good it felt better i can feel my timing coming yeah sometimes results do not match uh how you feel at the plate uh, i'll tell you this uh, from personal experience you definitely want to see you know the ball going going the gap you know you want to see those uh, rockets you know rising into the you know, right center field gap for a double. You know, you want to see those balls go out of the yard. You're like, okay, now it's working. So, yes, it's extremely difficult when you see the results match the way you feel. But usually they they actually go head in hand. So if the the numbers are not where he wants them to be, the, the likelihood is that he doesn't feel uh, well at the plate. So um, you very rarely will see, you know what, uh, I, I feel great at the plate. And, you know, your, your numbers are not where they're supposed to be. You very rarely are going to see a hitter hit that. Unless, say that, unless he's hitting absolute rockets right at people. Mm-hmm. That can happen. Where you go 0 for 4 and you hit four missiles somewhere and you're perfectly on time and your swing is free um, without any type of restriction because you are on time to hit. Um, which is precisely what he's trying to accomplish. You know, if we were sitting in the cage together, maybe my advice would be a lot simpler than the adjustments that he's trying to make. But that's why, you know, he's in there uh, with the professionals, with hit, hitting coach and, and working on it. And he himself has had success in the past. But sometimes I think as hitters, we comp- overcomplicate things. And going to timing, which is what he's working on, is the right move. Forget about mechanics. It's just let's figure out a way that I can be 100% on time most of the time. Um, at least that's your aim. It doesn't actually happen um, all that often in the entire season where you're 100% on time. However, that's what you're aiming to do, always being on time to hit. That way you maximize every single bit of your biomechanics. Carlos, that's when the you, idea of hitting. Absolutely. When you go to a different team, like from one year to the other, you're going to a different team. They have different voices. They're telling you different things. Did you notice how long it would take you to take whatever you were taking from that, you know, 
process it, go out and apply it. Like a Dalton Var show, you know, he's had a up and down spring training, really in between, like you said, how do you be on time 100% of the time? And you just notice he's coming from a different team. He's a young guy. He wants to perform. I'm sure the Blue Jays, you know, hitting staff is telling him all these different things than the Diamondbacks did. How long do you think that leash should be when it says, okay, we told you everything we need to tell you. Now go out there and let's see it perform on the field. Yeah, well, even the, just the switch itself uh, at the beginning, it really shocks you. I was traded uh, twice in my career in a very short period of time, and it, it does take you um, – it takes an, uh, it's an adjustment, right? So it takes a little bit of time to make that adjustment just mentally, right, just being in with a new, new uniform. As far as playing the game between the lines, it's, it's pretty quickly. It, happen, it happens quickly. You're like, you know what, this is where I feel at home. It really doesn't even matter what uniform I'm wearing. When you're in between the lines, you're doing what you love, right? But there is something to be said about when you have been working a certain way. So if he was in Arizona and he's got his routine and he has his philosophy of hitting, and then he comes, he comes over to the Blue Jays or any other team, and now they have a new philosophy of hitting, that could be very – there could be a lot of friction there. You know, I've, I've experienced that uh, where you have maybe a coach that is trying to teach you something that you just simply do not believe in or – do not uh, feel comfortable doing. Now, having said that, that is not the case with the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, he's got a, a team of you know, coaching staff that is extremely uh, on point with, when it comes to you know, offensive prowess, all right? So if anything, I'm, I'm a player, and I go to the Blue Jays, I'm like, all right, what in the world are you guys doing here? Because that's exactly what I want to work on. So I would say be patient of our show. I think he's going to truly, I mean, he's going to be embraced by the fans, uh, by uh, Toronto itself, but he, him, he will embrace the, mentalities, uh, the mentality of the Blue Jays. I mean, why wouldn't you? This is one of the best offensive ball clubs in the past few years. I want to know everything they're doing to better my game. Carlos, is there a, a team in Major League Baseball right now that you think people might be sleeping on? You know, I'm sitting here just looking, um, uh, just for fun, just looking through all, all the games, and I'm looking at the Orioles. Mm. And this team, I mean, I know that th- this might be happening a little bit too soon, in a sense. No one really expected uh, for them to make the splash they made last last season. But guys, man, they got so mo- much talent in that ball club, you know, and, and not only – offensively, defensively, you know, they, they, can, they can also run the bases and they can pitch. The thing is that you may not recognize these names. I'm talking about this kid, uh, you know, just Anderson uh, going out there and, and, and performing at, at this level, like throughout the minor leagues and then getting an opportunity to be in the big leagues. That alone by itself is going to be a show uh, uh, to, to watch, you know. And um, this, this is the thing with the American League East, right? We, we look at the Blue Jays, we look at the Yankees, we're thinking always the Rays are going to be in the mix. The Red Sox, you're like, come on, you know, the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They, 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 cannot, they were not as bad as they were last year. They're actually a lot better team than that. But no one's talking about the Orioles. The Orioles may give all of the teams in the AL East hell uh, all season and perhaps even fight for a postseason, uh, you know, a wildcard spot there. So I would say watch out for the Orioles. It's just way too talented. And young. The new rules we've seen 
in baseball this spring, the pitch clock, the restrictions on the shift, things of that nature. Is it going to make it a better game, do you think? Because that is the goal, isn't it? A better, faster, more, quote-unquote, athletic game. You know, I do believe that even though a lot of these uh, rules may take some time to get used to, I think it makes a better game. I mean, at the beginning when you're watching the pitch clock um, and, and you're like, okay, this is crazy. You know, and hitters are having a tough time. You know, there's a couple of things that I don't like about, you know, if a hitter is not in the box or whatever he calls, you know, he gets called the strike. And uh, I'm not I, – I didn't like the way that was mm-hmm. looking. Uh, I think there are other ways of, of accomplishing us being in the box, in the box uh, to hit. Um, however, outside of that, that's the only thing that I haven't liked, just like an automatic out. The way the pace of game has improved, we have to admit that it's like, wow, it's in your face. Like there's action, a, a lot of action, like happening. Mm-hmm. There's very, you know, at the very least, it seems like there's no dead time, <laughs> which we've always come accustomed to. Uh, when we go watch a ball game, to have this like relaxed um, uh, experience where we can just uh, kind of talk, have a conversation. I've been watching games where if I'm, I'm watching the game on TV, it's like one, two, three, and you're like, what just happened? Yeah. Just three outs already? Mm-hmm. Or a couple runs get scored. And I'm like, Wait, how, how was a, a home run hit, a double was hit, three outs were scored, and we're looking at 15 minutes, like, you know, 10 minutes? What, what happened? That never used to be the case. So I'm really excited about that particular uh, effect uh, in, uh, of it in the game. The pace of game, the pace of action, it's, uh, it's fun. I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. Carlos, we're going to let you scoot. Yep. Great of you to join us today. Thanks so much, Thanks, my buddy. friend. Be well. Have a great season. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. Look forward to doing it again. Absolutely. It's Carlos Pena, MLB Network Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter at Placata. Nice. Orioles. See, I, Barker and I had this discussion and I was, we got to, I got to make my preseason. We're going to have to make our preseason picks and all that. And, and I was, I'm trying to figure out a way to not go Yankees, Rays, Jays, three teams coming out of the East. I'm trying to figure a way to not do that. There are a lot of people. uh, Well, I mean, there are a lot of people you're talking about the White Sox. (laughs) There are people talking up the angels. (sighs) There you know, Texas is a, a team that I think a lot of people are sleeping on just because of their pitching. But, but man, I don't know. I, I keep looking at it and I keep thinking Yankees, Jays, Rays. Yankees, Jays, Rays. Maybe I stick the Orioles in there just just because. Yeah, good luck with that. That, that. Not for me. I think the balance schedule is going to be a little tougher on the Orioles. But wouldn't it be teams. a little easier yeah, because they're not – I'm not real sure about that. I, I, I think you can game plan against teams you know a little bit better. Mm. Uh, you know, young guys, you're you're basically saying throw this and that count, throw that and this count. And I think it's a little easier for them to run out there and do that with with teams they know, pitchers they know. That's that's even comes into effect with the Blue Jays. We we see the at bats the Blue Jays have when they when they've never faced a guy before. What right. it looks like, the just the games they look, their at bats just don't look as good. So. Not for me. I think there's better teams. Look, the Orioles are a better team, a better organization. Uh, they have the what the best minor league system in baseball. Like it's up and coming. They're going to be good. They're not going to be you know the the whipping boys of the, of the American League East anymore. Mm. So that's a good thing just for baseball because it's better for baseball when the Orioles are are a good team. I'm buying that. Are they a playoff team? I don't know. I well, think teams got- are now taking them a little bit more serious now, and they're. 
you know, they're they're knowing they got to go in there and beat them. They're not they're not going to beat themselves. So I'll give you that. Part we, of it. we will. Uh, we'll 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 make our picks uh, sometime next week. Again, we go to two hours on Wednesday, and then of course Thursday is the openers. We'll have a lot of time to do that. You say Kikuchi pitched yesterday. The Jays beat Minnesota eight nothing. Uh, I saw a couple. I saw a couple of really nice pitches to Byron Buxton and Carlos Pereña. Uh, Carlos Correa. What's Carlos Pereña? Jesus, Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. Oh boy. Uh, don't let it beat you. Nine strikeouts for you, say Kikuchi. Eighty-seven pitches, fifty-seven strikes. We will come back to discuss you, say Kikuchi, and Nate Pearson. Barker, you all ready to go all in on Nate Pearson? We'll find out. Jeff Passan joins us as well. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I hope it happens. He doesn't oh, care about yeah. you. Yeah. Bring it on. Why does opening, it always come back day, to you, Why does day it is, always come back around it. to Jeff Blair? Opening day is Thursday because it's Blair and Barker. Opening day is Thursday. <laughs> it isn't that. Yes. So yesterday, you say Kikuchi. <laughs> Thought spring training didn't matter. You say Kikuchi. Nine strikeouts. Now it matters. Nine strikeouts. Five innings, 87 pitches, 57 strikeouts. You know, I was thinking. Just, 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 just 17, 17 whiffs against I a lineup thinking. that had at least three major leaguers and a four major leaguers. And my guy, Nate Pearson. Absolutely. My guy, guy, Nate Pearson. Quattro mm-hmm. pitches at 100 miles an hour or wow. more. Did he pitch at that or? He hit he 100 hit miles that? an hour four oh, okay. times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Made short wow. work of Hernan Perez. Oh, you wrote it down. Grayson. <laughs> I can't even read my writing. Somebody, Grayson Grinder, Griner, Grinder, Griner, Taylor Scoble. Calais Rosario and Dalton Kelly. Well, he hit Dalton Kelly with a pitch, actually. Oh, and, and the best name ever, Willie Joe Gary. That's tremendous. Struck out Willie Joe Gary. Barker, four Never heard pitches, of any of those 100, 100 any miles of those people. An, well, you know the guy's good. He's got two first names, Willie Joe Gary, so he's got to be good. Um, <laughs> I don't know your point. Well, my point is, Kevin, are you now prepared to admit that Nate Pearson should break camp on the on the 26-man roster? May. We'll see him in May. That's what I. That's what I'm happy about because now he's shown you that he can strike people out and he can throw hard. I would love to see him pitch at 100. Never going to see that ever. He'll touch 100 and he'll make you write it down and say it after the Jays game that guess what? He threw 17 pitches, three of them were 100 miles an hour. Okay, that's it's better than him not doing that. It's better than him throwing 94. So, yeah, because they're going to need depth. They don't have any in my mind. They don't have any. And when you mentioned you say Kikuchi, I was thinking this when I was on the plane yesterday. What if he would have had a t- terrible spring training? Now what? You think about that. No, who would they have went to? Who's pitching? There you go. So it's happy that we're coming on here and you're going nine strikeouts and he can command the fastball and he has a consistent delivery and he's landing in the same spot all the time. And when he does give up a hit or he doesn't strike somebody out, the world doesn't fall apart. So it's a great thing that we're talking these things about him because they need him to give them something. I've said this, 170 innings from the five-hole guy. Who's it coming from? He needs to give you, looks like, maybe he can give you 130 of them. Mm. 
If he gives you 130, now you're only because of what the other four guys are going to give you. Hopefully. Hopefully. Now you're talking that you're only needing one or two guys to give you the other 40 or 50. It's a big deal. If you want to be one of the top teams in baseball, which I think they can be, if they make some tweaks and some guys are a surprise or two, but it's a good thing that you're coming on here. I know you're trying to crack jokes and say these things. I'm not things, cracking but jokes. But I was thinking this on the plane when I was half asleep. Man, what if he wasn't any good in spring training? Because you always say spring training doesn't matter. It would have mattered with him. Well, if he would have stunk. Uh, what I say is now. What I no. What I they say don't is, have another guy. Is my point. I, what I'll say is this: spring training's too long. Absolutely, no uh, question. I don't think the numbers matter, but but it's not that I don't think the work in spring training doesn't matter. I think the work in spring training is huge, and I think a guy's ability to take stuff from the backfields or from the bullpen sessions yeah. into the game is important. I don't care who he's facing. I think it's important that at least question. he can come away and Burrios, say that. WBC, that two-thirds of an inning or whatever it was, and then he comes back, when you see him, that last impression was five scoreless, which is what I said. Mm. Forget about all the mechanic stuff. Go out there and show us five scoreless. What's your thoughts about him now? They're different. That's the point, yeah. is it's different. Now you're happy because you've seen it. And he can build off of that. That's all I'm saying. Did I did I get you fired up or no? I'm I'm already fired up. I'm already fired up because I know we've got Jeff Passan joining us. Hey, is the best. Jeff Passan, ESPN, MLB Insider, joining us in Blair and Barker. So I was reading your bold predictions article and uh, it, the uh, Kikuchi uh, line. Scouts are marveling at yeah, the yeah. quality of his stuff. Bet this the spring. house. I mean, we got no. He did not say that. He's talking about <laughs> you can draft them in late rounds of of. Oh, of, of, I hope he's good. Of of drafts, you know, for one. I mean, he's talking about drafts as well as other things. But, yeah, look, you say Kikuchi, he's, uh, I mean, Jeff, he's, as as Barker said, you know, the proof is always in the pudding. But I'll tell you what, the first taste of the spring training pudding is a lot better than what we were f- being fed last year. <laughs> yeah, last year. Does that make last, sense last, what last I just year, said? Last, Oddly, last, it did. Okay. <laughs> Last year it was like pistachio pudding, oh. and now this is like some rich chocolate pudding. I was going to say like, tapioca pudding. Summer. Last year was tapioca. Ah, that's a, you know that's a better call because sometimes <laughs> yeah you can get you can get some decent pistachio pudding sure. sometimes. Tapioca, tapioca, eh? Yeah. Like I don't know that I've ever had a good tapioca pudding. No, it reminds me of eyeballs. Je- Jeff, but, did did, oh. see, did seeing Nate Pearson in this spring training change your mind one way or the other? About how you feel about him? Um, no. What changed my mind, because I've been extremely bullish on Nate Pearson, mm-hmm. I think, for a long time. And I asked a couple of evaluators, and they said, eh. Which is a little surprising, because, the you know, look, the, the stuff is always magnificent. But is he ever going to be able to put it together? I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong about that, but I, I think the interesting thing, guys, is that as I was going through this Blue Jays roster, because we had to we had to file our season preview predictions uh, or, or our season predictions yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm not quite sure when the story is going to be coming out. But is this the bold um, predictions or the season predictions? This is the season. This okay. is make your playoff. Nice. This is All the right. make your playoff picks and make your. Um, I, Jeff, you know how awful doing those oh, are. They're horrible. Like it's, they're, it's yeah. My le- it's my least favorite part 
of the job. Yes. Um, just be just because the the upside is limited because you know, like I'm I'm the baseball insider at ESPN. I'm supposed to know things, so when I get them right, yeah, you're doing your job. Congratulations, dumbass. Um, but. When I get them wrong, it's like, you are such a moron. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. You're the worst. So I, I tend to avoid things in life that have limited upside and significant downside. And I, I suppose if this is the worst part of my job, then so be it. But as I was doing this, I was looking through the Blue Jays bullpen. And I remember we spent an awful lot of time last year talking about the, the mediocrity of the Jays' pen. And I suppose it, it reared its ugly head uh, at the worst time possible last year, too. Mm-hmm. But, man, I think the Blue Jays' bullpen's pretty good now. Mm-hmm. Like, am, am I off there? Uh, am I missing something? Because I feel like, I, I don't know, that it's a strength because – uh, as I'm going to get to, as we further explore what my picks were, you're going to see that I think the Blue Jays have a lot of strengths, but I don't think their bullpen's half bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm always conflicted with bullpens because I still love a lot of velocity out of my relievers. I, 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 I just do. Then, and... been, then I'm sure you like Jimmy Garcia right now because he seems to have yeah. found like an extra gear. What I was like... going to say is the thing I. When, when the Jays got Eric Swanson, I kind of thought, oh, okay, another guy, you know, the guy's going to whatever, Eric Swanson. But, but then watching the way he's pitched this spring and talking to some or texting with some people around the team, I had somebody tell me a week ago, do not underestimate the extra gas Jimmy Garcia is going to have in his tank because we yep. might be able to pitch Eric Swanson yep. earlier in the game. And yep. Jimmy Garcia in the World Baseball Classic was, I mean, he was he was hitting ninety eight a couple of times. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, he's hitting ninety eight. Man, the you know the the acquisitions of Bass and Simber at the deadline last year sort of got like some eye rolls, but uh, those are two good big league pitchers, and you throw Mesa in there as your lefty, and if let, let's just say Pearson's even like you know, a 75th percentile version of himself. That's a damn good bullpen right mm. there. Oof. Yeah. Do I want to be the guy? Yeah, that, be the guy. Well, uh, the only reason I say that is this is sort of the bullpen other than Swanson that was in the playoffs last year. Did anybody see how the I two know. games went in the playoffs? Like, I, Jeff, you know I as well to, as I anybody. man. You need no-brainers in the playoffs. And I can just see John Snyder and Pete Walker over there just trying to figure out how to turn a lefty, a switch hitter around to the right side because he don't hit homers against Tim Mesa because he throws 91 with some sink. That's yeah, – I don't want to be that guy. It, it, Am I saying that's this this bullpen can get him to the playoffs? Absolutely. But do I yeah, say they need some I, tweaks I don't, I don't to win the you, World Series? Again, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind you being that guy. Here's the thing. How many of those guys are there? Great are you question. just talking mm-hmm. guys? Are you just talking guys who you can trust, or are you talking guys with the stuff? Because those are two different things. Guys with the stuff, you're right. There are a lot of dudes with stuff right now, yeah. and those guys, um, you know, it, it's almost like those are the only relievers who make the big leagues anymore. Guys with like extreme stuff. But when you're talking about guys who have consistently done it. Um, there's like 10 in the entire sport that that's the, 
that's the folly of the bullpen. It's that being consistent year over year as a reliever is a damn near impossibility. Uh, Jeff, I know that you've done, uh, you did reporting the other day on the tweaks Major League Baseball's making to the rules. There, there weren't, I, I think as we all expected, there weren't, a, there weren't a great deal of tweaks. I mean, you know, the, the pitch clock is no. going to be the same. Um, from your travels this year and from talking to people at the WBC where those rules weren't in play, it, what concern, it, are, do you have any concern about the, in particular, the adjudication of any of those rules once once the regular season starts? You know, we had Kevin Gossman on yesterday, and he was, he kind of made an interesting point. It's a, it was a pitcher's point. But he said, you know, I'm kind of worried about weather. Like, if we're pitching mm-hmm. on a wet field, am I going to get time to clean my cleats? You know, mm-hmm. as, as, and, yeah. and, and. His point was, because he was a guy, right, when all this happened, a lot of people said Kevin Gossman's one of the guys who's going to be under the gun. His point was... Yeah, and he hasn't given given up a run this spring. Exactly. (laughs) But his point was also, he liked, he got the sense that there was still kind of an understanding that, yeah, you're going to have hard and fast rules, but there's going to have to be some common sense applied here, too. Here's what's going to happen this year. There are going to be instances, you know once a week where an umpire is going to get a little overzealous and maybe the umpire is going to get a little overzealous because he had uh, a really bad game behind the plate last time. And, you know, the, the score that he got graded out at was bad and he feels like he has to overcompensate for that. And so he knows how important the rules are to major league baseball and, uh, you know, these single incidents are going to turn into international ones. Um, and I, I just urge calm from people. Like, I know that's the, <laughs> that's, that's such a stupid thing to do because Especially we don't in sports do that talk anymore. radio. <laughs> yeah. And umpires. But, but I look at, remember, like, remember it's less than a month ago now, uh, the Atlanta Boston game where the game essentially ended right. in, in the ninth inning with a tie because a guy got, uh, you know, wasn't, wasn't alert to the pitcher with eight seconds left. And, uh, you know, uh, everybody just blew that so far out of proportion. Like, this is the game we want. No, there are 2,430 games in a season. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but half of them aren't going to have pitch clock tomfoolery. A quarter of them aren't. 10% of them aren't. 5% of them aren't. One percent of them aren't. Right. That's just the reality. We have to understand that, at least from my perspective, and some disagree with me on this, and you're allowed to, and I understand your perspective, but I just think it's misguided because I I see where the sport was going, and it, as someone who loves baseball, it scares me, uh, the idea that we're – we have this lost generation of fans who grew up in a time where, you know, their, their attention was being pulled in 50 different directions at once. And, you know, the, the preferred social media platform of teenagers these days is something that essentially uh, is in 10 to 15 second snippets. And you just scroll and you scroll and you scroll and you need something new and you need something new and you need something new and blah, 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 blah. And everything is so fast. And baseball was the opposite of that. And so uh, I think the idea that we would make the trade of 
an incident now and then of a little bit of controversy now and then in order for the greater good that the sport appeals to a wider swath of people, both in the older generation where the game is going to look more like the game they grew up watching and the game they love and the younger generation. And that this isn't something that's uh, going to be long and, and languid. It's going to be quick. It's going to be fast paced. It's going to be more their speed. I, don't know. I, I just, I, I have a really difficult time getting caught up in the minute details and in the anomalies rather than the, the larger picture, which I, I think pretty definitively says that this is going to be a good thing for baseball. And Kevin Gossman's right to bring that up. Um, it's going to come back on the umpires. Like the, the amount of pressure that's on the umpires here, I think is mm-hmm. enormous because they're going to be the ones who are in charge of adjudicating the clock more or less. And they're going to be the ones whose discretion is going to allow for a clock to be reset, a clock to be paused, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a lot of this ultimately comes back on the umpires, and uh, I I hope they're up for the task because, man, uh, you know, these these stakes are going to be really, really big, and a lot of trust is being placed in them by Major League Baseball. Just a couple of minutes left with you, Jeff. I did want to ask you one about Reese Hoskins' injury. The Phillies are already without uh, Bryce Harper. They're going to be without Reese Hoskins this year because of the ACL injury. Do they still have enough to, I'm going to say, get back to the World Series? I'm just going to say, do they have enough to win the National League East? And and secondly, is there a team no. that, is there a team that we're sleeping on? So you can answer the well, you can answer the Phillies question first. Do you think they have enough to win the East? I do not. Yeah. Um, the, the Phillies had the worst of the 12 playoff teams last year going into it and made the World Series. So I do believe that they can be a playoff team, Jeff. Mm-hmm. And if you can be a playoff team, you can go to the World Series. Right. So uh, I, I, you know, I, I think that is it possible? Yes. Is it going to be tough? Sure. Um, they're missing Ranger Suarez too. Ranger. Uh, right. Who are we? Who are we sleeping on? I don't know that the Diamondbacks are going to be the team to get that sixth playoff spot if the, the Phillies aren't. I think the Braves are in. I think the Mets are in. Uh, I think the Dodgers are in. I think the Padres are in. And it's going to be either Milwaukee or St. Louis in the Central. Um, but I think the Diamondbacks are over under 76 and a half right now. I'm very bullish on the over there. And I think they're, they're going to be very, very good if they can find some starting pitching over the next couple of years. Mr. Passon, as always, we appreciate yep. your time. Thanks wait, so much. Wait, you didn't even ask my pick. Oh, I thought you said, well, okay, what, who, who is your pick? I, I was going to wait for the article to come out, but but I'm thinking like a <laughs> no, newspaper guy. The, I, who is who is your no, pick? I've got, I've, I've, got, I've got the Jays going to the World Series. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah. Are you going to tell us if I they win or not? I probably uh, no, I do not have them winning. I've got the Braves beating them. Wow. Oh, the Alex Anthopoulos Bowl. Ooh, Very good. You said it first. That's awesome. There you go. Let's hope so. Mr. Passon. No, I also I also have I also have Kevin Gosman winning Cy Young. Yes, I That's did notice call. that in your bold prediction. I'm like That's you. I, I cannot believe. I'm looking at his odds. I can't believe that he has longer odds than nine other starters. I mean, it's I can't. Wild. That is obscene. He's so good. He's so he's so good, and I don't think people realize that yet. And I just hope this is the year 
where people see it. By the way, like Alec Manoa has, has a good shot of winning the Cy Young too. Yes, he has. I, I could I can give you a million reasons why I think the Jays uh, are are going to the World Series, and uh, I think we should probably do that next week. I nice. think we probably will. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Jeff. Thanks, Be buddy. well. See you, boys. Take care. There you go. It's a good thing. I I almost buried the lead there by not asking passing. There you go. Jeff Passon's got the uh, Jays and the Braves going to the World Ooh. Series. That's I got the Braves going. I'm not going to tell you who's coming out of the American League. I don't. I'm not picking the Jays, but uh, I got the Braves going to the World Maybe. Series. I got the Braves going to the you World did? Series. Yeah. And uh, oh, shout out by the way. Got to mention this. Mike Soroka of Calgary uh, awesome. sent option down to the minors, but he is going to make one more spring training start. He got out of there healthy. Mike Soroka going to join the Braves rotation. Two and a half months, two months into the season, sure. maybe. Good news. But it's not uh, bad news for sure. There you go. Passing saying the Jays. Yeah, I don't America. know. Right right now, you would think if, yeah. if if this team was to go to the playoffs the way it is, that's a bit strong for me. Like I I again oh, they what do you just mean? don't no, you the, see them as a playoff team. I, absolutely yeah. they're a playoff team today. And I think their managers you know, they're an eighty eight win team just on talent. And I think their manager and the pitching coach is good enough and their bullpen is good enough to make the playoffs. To win a championship, here's where your GM's going to come and play and have to make a big move. We didn't get to the back leg line today. We will do it again on Monday. Uh, and again, Wednesday, we go to two hours. Thursday's the opener. We'll have uh, Mr. Passon on next week, and we'll get to do a deeper dive on the Blue Jays, who he has going to the American League or winning the American League title. That's it for us, for Jen, Lance, and Mark. I'm Jeff Blair for Kevo as well. Hey, hey. Good to have you back. Thanks for joining us on Blair and Barker. We'll see you on Monday.